In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the Gospel of today, from Luke chapter 21, is telling us that the church always, always will be persecuted. And no wonder, because he is the head of the body. And if the head of the body carried the cross and suffered and died for us, then the rest of the body, which is the church, should also carry the cross. And suffering and carrying the cross for the name of Christ, this actually one of the major requirements of the discipleship. If you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. But the Lord said, when they arrest you and bring you before the synagogues and before the magistrates, settle it in your heart not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Then actually the Lord is assuring us at this moment the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom and will give us words that our adversaries cannot contradict or resist. And then he said a very beautiful uh, thing when he said it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. It will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. So these moments of suffering will turn to be opportunity to bear witness for Christ, to bear witness for Christ. And by the way, the word martyr and the noun martyria in Greek means witness. حتى بالعربي كلمة شهيد جاي من كلمة يشهد يشهد لربنا. So martyrdom is actually witness for Christ. And you heard today in the Synaxerium about the 30,000 martyrs of Alexandria that they were killed by the emperor and also about Saint Demian who also was killed because his uh, faith in Christ. But the question here, is martyrdom is the only way to bear witness for Christ? Definitely not. There are several ways to bear witness for Christ. Yes, shedding my blood is the highest form of witnessing for Christ. And the church father said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of faith. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of faith. So these drops of blood, when they fall on the ground, as if they are seeds. And the drop of the martyrs will bring many uh, non-Christian to Christianity. And before I tell you about other forms of witnessing to Christ, 
I like to, to share with you a story about this saying, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of faith. About maybe five years or more, I visited Japan. And when I went there, I met a, a, a Japanese person who told me I am Coptic Orthodox. So I asked him, how did you hear about Coptic Orthodoxy? And he heard about it when he read the story of the martyrs of Libya. Just reading their story and how they accepted to die for Christ, their courage in receiving uh, the martyrdom, their courage at the moment of their death when they were slaughtered, this actually made him say, if these martyrs accepted to die for Christ with all this courage, then this faith definitely to be the right and true faith. And because of this, he turned into uh, Orthodox without nobody preaching him. And so indeed, the blood of these martyrs brought many people, not only this person in Japan, but many peoples actually to Christianity, believed because of these martyrs. They were killed in order to eliminate Christianity. But the opposite happened. When they killed them, more and more people turned it into Christianity. Then let us go back to our question. Is shedding the blood is the only form of witnessing? Definitely not. We can witness for Christ by our words. When we speak to others about Christ, when we speak to them about the good news of salvation, there are many opportunities we actually exchange gifts. When we exchange gifts, we can actually give a Bible. We can give uh, as a gift uh, a book about orthodoxy. We can give as a gift a story of one of the martyrs. These things actually can touch and pierce the heart of the people and bring them to Christianity. So we can actually witness for Christ by word, by speaking about the good news of salvation. Christ did not come for one nation or for one race. He came to everybody and it's our responsibility to share the good news of salvation for everybody. Before his ascension, the Lord said, uh, and you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And he said, go and preach the gospel to the whole world. Go and preach the gospel to the whole world. So God gave us the gospel. God gave us the gospel not to keep it for ourselves, but to share it and to preach it with the whole world. The second form of witnessing to Christ is by, by, by conduct, by behavior, by example, by setting example. 
the Lord in the Sermon on the Mountain said, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your God in heaven. So, when we act differently, we as Christians are different from the children of the world. St. Paul said, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, our conduct, our behavior should be different from the children of this age. We don't belong to the earth. Our citizenship is heavenly. People here actually on earth, they, their principle, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, but our principle, love your enemy, turn the other cheek, forgive, don't revenge, because God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Total different principles. We as citizens of heaven, our conduct should reflect who we are. But at the end, if we are living our life and conducting ourselves like the children of the world, then how can we witness for Christ? So, by word and by work, we can witness for Christ. Number three, actually, by our fellowship with one another. As the body of Christ, as the family of God, we have fellowship with one another. And this fellowship, actually, is actualized in the divine liturgy. Because all of us, we partake from the same body, same one bread, and the same cup. So all of us, we are one body. All of us, we are one, and members of one another in the body of Christ. This unity, when actually is manifested to the children of the world, when they see us united together in love, in humbleness, and we have fellowship with one another, people actually will try to join this group, will try to join this body that have these principles of love and unity together. There is no division, there is no conflict among us. We read in the book of Acts that they have fellowship with one another. And because of this fellowship, many of the people joined the church. And we, we, we read, and every day God added to the church those who are saved. Every day. Every day there was new addition to the church. But when the people see us as the church of God, divided against ourselves, insult one another, there is no love, there is no unity. How can we witness for Christ? There is no witnessing to Christ 
with division. A house that's divided against itself will be brought to desolation. So our fellowship with one another is another form of uh, witnessing for Christ. The fourth form is through prayer. Through prayer and through worship. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, St. Paul said, if any common person, common means non-believer, entered into your assembly and he found you worshiping God in spirit and truth, he will be pierced in his heart and he will get on his knees and he will say, truly God is in this place. Our worship in itself, when we worship sincerely, when we worship in spirit and truth, anybody who can actually attend this worship, he will be pierced into his heart. He will feel the power of worship. We read in the book of Acts, when the church was worshiping, the house was shaken from the power of the prayer. But if we are lukewarm in our prayer, if we are not uh, zealous in our uh, worship to God, we are not fervent in spirit, then our worship will be vain worship, as the Lord said about Israel. These people worship me with their lips, but their hearts is very far away from me. These prayers are not only speaking about the communal prayer, but even in our inner room, in our homes, when we are dedicated, we are steadfast in our prayer, and we pray for the whole world. In, in our litanies, pray for the salvation of the world. We pray for the salvation of the whole world. Prayer is very powerful. Prayer moves the hand of him who moves the whole world. Prayer moves the hand of him who moves the whole world. And we need actually to dedicate time to pray for the non-believer. There is a litany called litany for the catacombs. Catacombs are those who are learning about the church, yet they did not join the church. They are not believers yet. We need to pray for them and we pray for the non-believer that God may touch their heart so they can come and join the church. Another form of witnessing for Christ is service. Service. When we serve one another, especially when we serve the non-believers. Why we serve them? It's out of love. God gave each one a gift, as we read in 1 Peter 4.10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God. God gives you gift. 
This gift not to use it for your own glory. This gift not to be buried like the one who took the one talent and buried. This gift you should use it to serve one another for the glory of God as each one has received a gift minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God. We are steward and as a wise and faithful steward I will use my gift to serve others. Believe me, many people joined the church not because they studied theology and the doctrines, no. Many people joined the church when they found Christ in you, when they are served by you, and then they ask why he is serving me. He doesn't know me because I am Christian. That's why when they ask the Lord Jesus Christ, who is my neighbor? When he said to them, love your neighbor as yourself. He gave them the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan, actually, there was enmity between Samaritan and Jews. But this man who represented Christ and the children of Christ was able to see the suffering of others, was able to have compassion in his heart toward the suffering of others, was able to extend his hand to help this man who was half dead, half alive, and was able to serve him. Through this service, actually, we will win people to Christ. And thus, actually, we are using our talent in a wise and faithful way. That's why the Lord said, who is the wise and faithful steward? God expecting from us to use our talents and wise as a steward, uh, wise as, and faithful steward. Unfortunately, many times, either we hide our talent and our gift, or we use them for our own glory. But God gave us these gifts to serve one another, not only to serve the believers, but also to serve the unbelievers. St. Bachomius joined Christianity because when he was in the army as non-believer, he was served by the people of a Christian village who actually went and served all these, uh, soldiers, these soldiers. And St. Bachomius asked why these people did this to us. He was told because they were Christian. Then he, de he decided, when I returned back from the war, if I, I, I left the war, survived the war, I will be Christian. And that's why during uh, the, the pandemic of plague, San Bachomius went from one person to another person, serving them until he died from a plague because he was served and he tested the power of service. That's why he served others during that pandemic. 
So, all these are forms. The last form is suffering for Christ without shedding the blood. We call them the confessors, like Saint Samuel the confessor. The confessor are people who suffer and endured suffering for Christ, but they did not die. And the word confessor from the word confession, so they confess their faith. How? By enduring persecution joyfully for the name of Christ. They endured the suffering for the name of Christ joyfully. When there is opportunity, if God allowed us to suffer for his name, as Christian, we should accept this suffering joyfully. One of the beautiful verses in the book of Acts, when they took the 12 disciples and beat them and uh, asked them not to mention the name of Christ, we read, and they returned joyfully, not counting themselves worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ. Not counting themselves worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ. They consider suffering shame for the name of Christ honor they are not worthy of. And when God gives them this honor, they return joyfully. They were joyful and rejoicing. So the Lord told us in the Gospel of today, yes, you will be persecuted. You will suffer for my name. But this will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. As Christians, we need actually to catch every opportunity to bear witness for Christ. We are his witnesses here. We need actually to catch every single opportunity to bear witness for Christ, either by word or by conduct or by fellowship or by prayer and worship or by serving one another or by enduring suffering for the name of Christ or even by shedding our blood for the name of Christ. May the Lord give us the patience, the power, the, the courage, the wisdom, the faith, the sincerity, the diligence in order to bear witness for him all the days of our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.